I want to thank you for joining us today on the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. If you didn't know, we have a 24-7 prayer hotline. It's staffed by Teen Challenge staff members who are ready to pray with you anytime, anywhere. Call us today at 888-520-0620. And if you know someone who is struggling with addiction and needs to come into our program, you can refer them to this same number, 888-520-0620, and we can help them begin their new life. I hope you're ready because we're continuing in our series from Ron Brown's Leadership Devotionals. Today, Teen Challenge Southern California Executive Director will be sharing on the will and purpose of God. If you haven't had the chance, please subscribe to our podcast channel today. You'll be notified every time a new episode comes out, and it's a way for us to stay in touch during these difficult times. God bless you today, my friends. You know, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit today about the will of God and how we are to submit to His will um, and live out His purpose because our lives really are about the purpose of God and about His will um, and not about our will. You know, um, not my will be done, but your will be done. Nevertheless, um, that's the way Jesus prayed in the garden. And so we need to submit always to God's will uh, in our lives. But before sharing that, I just want to share a little bit about this whole um, racial divide and racism in our country. It's not something new. It's been here, you know, for since our country has been here, um, because there was a group of people who were living here when this country was discovered. <laughs> um, and so this is not a new phenomenon, not a new thing. Um, it has a lot of tentacles. It has a lot of roots. It has a lot of things that have spread out. There's been a lot of things directed against Asian people of late that have just been horrible. Um, and African-Americans, that's been going on for hundreds of years. Um, and Indian-Americans and so many other groups. We were such a unique experience uh, of life in this nation like no other nation in the world. I've traveled to probably about 60 plus nations over my lifetime. And um, most nations have a little bit of different folks there, but most of them are not uh, monocultural. Um, they don't have nearly the number of groups that we have here. This is something so different and so unique that God has done with America. Uh, I, there's no other nation like it on the on the planet. Uh, you know, I've been to England and France and all those places, and they have different people groups there. But it's something different here. It's like, wow, we are an amazing, amazing country. I love this nation with all of its warts and all of its glory. Absolutely a tremendous, tremendous uh, expression uh, of, I think, what heaven is going to be like because all us up in here together, <laughs> um, and which is absolutely beautiful. Can, can you still hear me? Okay, amen. And so when we look at everything that's going on, don't just listen to the negative stuff. But let's celebrate the good stuff, <laughs> because there's a lot of good folks in this country that do a lot of good things, um, and, and and we need to have more stories about that. It's too many stories about the other. I'm not saying that, that we close our eyes or pretend like 
you know, Asian folks and black people and Hispanic people and all the different groups are not being discriminated against. Yes, let's seek to make have a more excellent way that we, we uh, interact with one another. But don't forget about the wonderful things that are going on. God is glorified. People are coming to Jesus. God is healing people. People are reconciling across different groups. And there's a lot of good stuff that's going on. And <clears throat> we don't hear a lot of good news. And uh, I'm just excited about the good stuff that's happening in our country. You know, when I was growing up in the South, <clears throat> Uh, the older folks in my family, you know, they, they felt like they had to inform us of the, of the past because I think it's important to have clear perspectives about the past so that you can understand the, the present and really know how to move into the future successfully. Um, and so they would tell the stories of all the stuff that happened to different people. And I remember sitting as a little boy listening, uh, just kind of looking up at grandma and grandpa and all the elders in the family. And they would tell all these stories of the things that were happening. And then I had my own experiences too. Um, but when I was born again and, and the Lord came into my heart, uh, I began to think, yeah, all of that's true. It's not false what they're saying. But there was this other reality that burst into my heart about the glory and goodness of God and how he had created all people to be together that has just shaped my life from when I was very young to now. That I see the hope, I see the beauty, I see the kingdom of God. Yes, that stuff is real. It, it breaks my heart. Sometimes I weep and I cry over stuff that just tears my heart out. But at the same time, there's a settled, calm, assuring peace in my soul that God is real. Uh, and he has demonstrated that in how he has worked through my life. And that's the place that I live. <laughs> I live in that place of the glory of God. Um, there's a passage in Ephesians 1.9 that says, he has made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention, which he purposed in Christ. Um, and then Psalm 103, verse 21 and 22 says, Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you who serve him uh, and doing his will. Bless the Lord, all you works of his in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. The mystery of God's will. God's will is a mystery. Um, sometimes we don't understand what God is doing, but God is always at work. And his blessing in our lives uh, is so that others will be blessed through us. The reason God blesses us is so that others will be blessed through us. So his will is, is for us to live as citizens of his kingdom. We're citizens of God's government. We live under his constitution, and his constitution is the Bible. And if we live from that place, no matter what our national constitutions and all those things are, we will be able to abide in that place and contribute uh, in a powerful way to making people want to know Jesus by the way that we live. Blessings in our lives happen uh, as a direct, a direct effect of us living out God's purpose. When we go opposite from his purpose, then we don't live under blessings. We're living under a different kind of governing authority, and it's not the, the Bible. And so we need to always live in this place of recognizing that we're, first of all, citizens of God's kingdom, 
and we live under his constitution, which is the word of God. Uh, blessings come in a form that God can use, not always in a form that I like. <laughs> God always blesses us because he has a purpose that he wants to fulfill. And so sometimes when God's blessings come, it's not, not always in a form that, that, that I would like for it to be, but, but that's not my purview because it's about his purpose and not mine. So focus on God's purpose uh, instead of the results, uh, and it'll bring a whole lot more peace and, and subtleness to your heart. Uh, we keep God's words because he commands us to. We keep God's words because um, he promises that our obedience will become a vehicle through which he will bring the lost into his kingdom. Uh, and this is how we evangelize. We evangelize by the way that we live. We live according to the word of God, and it creates this hunger, and people want to know, what is it about your life? Why are you different? Why do you have joy? Why do you have peace in the midst of all the chaos? What is going on? So when we live according to God's word, it creates opportunities for us to evangelize. God's eternal purposes are hidden from us. And God is under no contract to tell us his plans. <laughs> he don't need to ask us any permission for what he's doing. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our ways. He is God all by himself. But God offers us some glimpses of his eternal purposes through progressive revelation. That's why we fellowship. That's why we hear the word of God. That's why we allow our spiritual gifts to manifest, a word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophetic utterances. That's why we do these things. Through his progressive revelation, God unveils some of the mystery of his will so that we can fulfill his purpose in the earth. The Bible is God's invitation to look at history in order for us to firmly grasp the concept of his eternal purposes. So when we, we have our own history, but then when we look at the Bible, we look at the stories of Moses and Abraham and Paul and Gideon and Job and Peter and Isaiah and Jeremiah. All these things are in the Bible. It's God's invitation for us to look at how he has operated in the earth so that it will give us some insight on how to lean into his will. Hallelujah. And in, in a lot of the stories of the Bible, they were, they were not real happy endings, you know? I think about Abraham. He had this call of God to go to this promised land uh, of, uh, that the Lord had. You know, he never went. <laughs> but he was a sojourner. He was a pilgrim. He was a traveler. <clears throat> he never got to see it. So does God play games? No, he doesn't play games. His purpose is always unfolding, but it unfolds on his timetable. Uh, and so what Abraham did was he obeyed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness because he did his part in the purpose. All God wants us to do is our part in the purpose. We like things to come out with a nice little happy ending. We can put a little bow on it and say, oh, isn't that wonderful? Everybody is getting along. Nobody's disliking anybody. Everybody's just all great. Well, that is going to happen when Jesus comes to set up his rule on the earth. But in the meantime, there's a purpose that we are to work out day by day, even though we may leave this earth and there's still all kind of racial tension and everything going on. It doesn't mean that God's not going to fulfill his purpose. 
He just wants us to fulfill our role in the purpose while we're here, to bring peace, to bring reconciliation, to bring love, to bring harmony. So our part is to just do the will of God because we're under his dominion. We're in his kingdom. For us, purpose is about what we will purpose is about what we will do and what we become and what we will accomplish or what we will find. That's what we think about when we think about the future. What am I going to accomplish? What am I going to do? What am I going to become? What is my job going to be? How? But that's not the way God looks at it. So we place all of that stuff in this chronological time frame, and we just get totally um, uh, myopic in our vision. But God's purpose is, for us to just trust him and allow him to unfold the future according to his will, because his will is a mystery. When we look at our past, it gives us a clue as to what God is up to. Um, it's like, I, I think I've shared this before. It's like a picture of a person that's rowing this boat. Your future is behind you. That's where you're going. That's your journey, your destination but you can't see it. All you can see is the shore that you just came from. You can see the things that have happened in the past, and that can inform you about what the future might look like as it's unfolding. And so we're just kind of rowing into the future, and we see the past that informs us of what the future will become. God wants us to trust him. He wants us to keep our eyes on him. He wants us to focus on the eternal and not the temporal. If we focus on the temporal, we're going to be very sad. We're going to become very bitter and angry people because things are not going to work out the way that we thought. I mean, Moses, he didn't get a chance to go into the promised land. Abraham, he did not see this beautiful place that he was going to. And so many of the people, when you look at the scriptures, God made promises to them that they never saw in their generation. But they fulfilled their purpose. They believed God. They leaned into the purpose. They shared it to the next generation. They wrote about it. They talked about it. They proclaimed it and said, this is what God's going to do. This is what God's going to do. It's going to be wonderful. He has this beautiful inheritance for us, but they never saw it. We must trust God. Trust in his character. Trust in who he is, that he will keep his word to a thousand generations. And what we have to do is get up each day and say, okay, God, what is your purpose in me today? I'm not going to focus on what's going to happen five years from now. I'm not going to try to figure out what's going to happen when my grandkids grow up and what the world's going to be like for them. I want to be faithful to do what I'm supposed to do today, and I'm going to trust my grandkids' future with you. What happens is we try to pull it into the now and we try to force things and, and we, we become bitter and resentful and, and we abandon our faith because we say, what is it all for? It doesn't work. It is because we've taken a temporal view and not an eternal view. When we take the eternal view, then we can be joked. Paul said, I have learned to be content in whatever state I find myself. Paul, what are you talking about? How can you be content? 
There's a lot of crazy stuff going on here. The reason Paul could be content was because he knew God. He trusted God. He knew his character was good because God is altogether good. There is no shadow of turning in him. There's no bad in him. And because he's good, I trust him. Hallelujah. He doesn't have to do it my way. When we live in that place, then we have joy. We have peace. We're able to say, okay, God, what do you want me to do today? You want me to just love on this person? You want me to just be give to this person? You want me to just, 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 what do you want me to do today? Hallelujah. And when we live in the day, when we live in the moment, when we live in the present, looking to the past, seeing where God has met us along the way and has worked so many miracles, then we don't worry about the future. The future will unfold when it unfolds. Ah, glory to God. So I can die like Abraham and never see that land. But I know that that land is going to come to my people someday. And I'm okay with that. Not only am I okay with it, I'm full of joy about it. Because God is in control. We try to control our, our, our lives. We try to control too much. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of, of heaven, uh, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We focus on the things being added to us, not the seeking of the kingdom. When we look up and go, ain't nothing been added. What's going on? What's going to be added? We're looking at the stuff. We're looking at what's going to be added, and we forget. No, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He didn't say when they will be added. <laughs> Might be 50 years after you're gone, but he's going to add it. <laughs> but he will give you all things that you need that pertain to life and godliness so that you can fulfill your part of the purpose that God has, because it's his purpose and not ours. This is the mystery of his will. And if we can accept that, then we can be sojourners, we can be pilgrims, and we can walk through this land uh, and just be the people God's called us to be and not get so stressed out when we see chaos and craziness around us, because we know something. We know that the sovereign of the universe hallelujah, is in control, and his purposes cannot be thwarted. His purposes cannot be stopped. They will come to pass. I may not see it with my eyes, but it will come to pass because he is a faithful, faithful God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stay in that place of the eternal, and let's stop focusing so much on the temporal that we have no ability to control. And then God's peace will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord is good. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.